0: Hello, it's Adam from the UK True Crime Podcast. I thought I'd record a special episode this evening about the book that I've just written, Gone Fishing, The Unsolved Crimes of Angus Sinclair. When I started researching Angus Sinclair two years ago, I knew very little about him. If you know very little about him, as I did, then let me give you a flavour of the book by just reading you the introduction. It was just before 8am, on an unremarkable March day in 2019, when the silver Ford Mondeo estate, with blacked out windows, pulled up in a covered area outside the main building of Falkirk Crematorium. It had opened early for the secret cremation, but there were no mourners, no music and no eulogy. Wearing black suits, white shirts and black ties, The four undertakers of a local company quickly removed the plain pine effect brass handled coffin from the car to a metal trolley and carried it inside to a downstairs room ahead of the cremation. It took little over 10 seconds for the ceremony to be completed, and the ashes were returned to Clackmanshire Council, where officials later revealed that the ashes were disposed of at sea after they went unclaimed. And so concluded the life of Angus Sinclair, one of the worst killers. The UK has ever seen. Angus Sinclair was seventy-three when he was pronounced dead at 4:20 a.m. on the eleventh of March, two thousand nineteen. It's understood police registered his death after relatives refused. His death certificate listed his occupation as painter decorator, but as Sinclair had been locked up since the late nineteen eighties, work was not something that had been part of his life for a long time. Sinclair's death in prison in Alloa was a lonely one. He died alone in his cell, incontinent and bed-bound, in what is considered one of Scotland's toughest jails. In his final moments, alone and in pain, he cried out for his mother. Sinclair had suffered from deteriorating health for about a year and a half before his death after a series of strokes. The man who had caused such hurt and misery to so many others was a shadow of the man he had been as the end approached, needing assistance with personal hygiene and dressing, and losing his appetite. He was last seen alive by nursing staff at the prison on the 11th of March at 01.40 hours, locked in his cell in the jail's Abercrombie wing. When nursing staff checked on him again at 3.50am, he was not breathing. Sinclair had been convicted of four murders. His first took place in his home city of Glasgow in 1961, when he raped and murdered his seven-year-old neighbour, Catherine Rehill, when he was just 16. But after spending a mere six years in prison, he was released in his early 20s to kill again. Teenagers Helen Scott and Christine Eady were last seen at the World's End pub on Edinburgh's Royal Mile in October 1977. The next morning both were found murdered, not together, but a few miles apart on the East Lothian coast. They'd both been raped before they were killed. The largest investigation in Scottish police history didn't find their killer. Several years later, in 1982, Sinclair was jailed for life after he was charged with and admitted 11 charges of rape and indecent assault. However, 20 years after this, as Sinclair was beginning to be hopeful about being released on parole, a cold case review showed that his DNA had been found on the body of 17 year old Mary Gallagher, a 1978 Glasgow murder. That had previously been unsolved. These discoveries led detectives to examine the link between Sinclair and several other unsolved cases. Scientific advances put Sinclair and his brother-in-law Gordon Hamilton, who had died in 1996, firmly in the frame for the World's End pub murders of Helen Scott and Christine Eady. In 2007, Sinclair stood trial for these murders, but a lack of evidence saw the case collapse. But then following the change in Scotland's Double Jeopardy law, Sinclair again faced trial for the World's End Murders in 2014, and this time was found guilty. The judge said that the words evil and monster were not enough to describe Sinclair, as he sentenced him to a minimum of 37 years in prison for the murders of the two teenagers. This is the longest sentence issued to anyone in a Scottish court and ensured that Sinclair would die in jail. You will read over the coming pages how Sinclair's refusal to confess to his crimes has meant that many of the families of his victims have not had a full explanation about the events around their deaths. Yet, following his death in prison, he was then the subject of a fatal accident inquiry at Stirling Sheriff Court, purely because he had died there. The court heard that Sinclair's next of kin knew about the inquiry, but had chosen not to attend or participate and they made no criticism of his care at the hands of the NHS or the Scottish Prison Service. Kevin Scott, the brother of one of Sinclair's victims, Helen Scott, said after his death, he was a monster. To treat innocent people the way he did was just evil. We'd need to be a beast to commit those crimes. I would have wanted him to live longer to serve more of the 37-year sentence, as opposed to getting the easy way out. I do feel for the families of the other victims that he may have had. They'll never be afforded the kind of justice that we received. In a documentary on Sinclair in 2020, top Scottish investigative journalist Russell Finlay asked whether Angus Sinclair was Scotland's luckiest serial killer. Maybe. But he was helped by very poor policing, with at least two men serving life in prison for crimes that he had committed. Tom Wood, the detective who finally helped bring Sinclair to justice, shares our belief that he killed many more people and has said that Sinclair will go down in history as one of the most dangerous men to ever walk the streets of Scotland. Referring to other possible victims, the former Deputy Chief Constable of Lovian and Borders Police added, let's spare a thought for Anna Kenny, Hilda McCauley and Agnes Cooney, who Sinclair certainly murdered. Wood said that the only regret at Sinclair's death were the secrets he took to his grave. But there were more victims than Tom Wood mentioned, many more. Sinclair was convicted of four murders, but we believe he murdered at least 12 people, maybe 14. And in this book, we tell their stories. Gone Fishing The Unsolved Crimes of Angus Sinclair by Chris Clark and Adam Lloyd is available on Amazon or whatever else you buy books in paperback and as Kindle. If you buy the book, I really hope you enjoy it. Hit me up on social media. Let me know what you think. So until we speak again on Tuesday with the normal episode, that's it for now. So until then, take it easy. Most of all, stay classy. Cheerio. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. O, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.